Hello and welcome. You are officially listening to the Laugh It Off podcast with Megan Ulrich Krieger. Grab your wine, water, whiskey, whatever, and stay tuned for some good laughs and some tidbits to help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, hello, best friends, and welcome back for another episode of the Laugh It Off podcast. I am not drinking an alcoholic beverage for the first time in forever. I am actually drinking some coffee and creamer. So grab whatever you want and tune in. I do not know. This might be a short and sweet episode, but I also might go off on some tangents. I'm excited for today because we're going to be diving a little bit into psychology. Like, briefly, briefly, it has been many years since I've actually taken a psychology class. But to be able to talk about Sigmund Freud for the first time since college, I am jacked. We're going to be just talking about life. I feel like we've been talking about me (laughs) for a while now, uh, the last few weeks. And today we're going to be talking all things like human ego versus comparison. And like, it's just, I'm super excited because I recently had this realization recently that it might not always be comparison's fault. It might not always be comparison that's holding us back or comparison that is leading to our unhappiness and all of this stuff. Because I I have spent years now developing content and trying to find um, ways and resources and tips on overcoming comparison. And yet it still kind of seems to be something that naturally happens. And I'm like, how the fuck do, how the fuck can I teach people to quit the comparison? That's literally a course in my 30-day transformation uh, course. It's literally like a mini module. How can I sit here and preach to people to quit the comparison when I'm still finding myself comparing myself to others? And then I had this ding, 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 like, holy fuck, mind-blowing moment the other day when I was listening to the Glennon Doyle podcast and who, whatever guest they had on, I wish I could remember who. I'm so sorry stated that it is actually our human ego that is set up for, like, unhappiness. It is our human ego that is set up to feel like nothing is good enough, if that makes sense. Um, And so we're going to dive into that a little bit. And it really put a lot of things into perspective, especially with the life changes that I have been going through. And I know a lot of you guys have been too. Sometimes it's hard to compare where we're at to where we want to be or where we're at we're at now to where we were and all of this stuff. So I'm going to quit rambling. Let's dive in. Okay, so when I talk human ego, I'm not referring to like the phrase of like, oh, he has a huge ego when we're talking about like cocky football players, right? Granted, like some of like that realm of things is related. I am straight up talking to you guys about like the concept of the ego, the super ego, and the id that um, this is all coined by Sigmund Freud that basically states that like our ego is the organized realistic agent that mediates between instinctual desires of the id, okay, and um, the critical super ego. Okay, so like what that means is like our ego is like our I-ness. It encompasses all of our thoughts, beliefs, memories, and emotions, whether positive or negative. Um, and it plays a really big role, right? It's it is literally meant to like mediate between our desires and our beliefs and our values. Okay. Um, so it kind of like keeps us in check, if that makes sense. And so 
Where this all comes into play, though, is that it is sometimes our ego that convinces us that where we're at is not good enough. And it's it's hard to remember that. So I'm going to give you guys an example, okay? An example of comparison that I most recently had. And here I am sitting here thinking that this is due to me comparing myself. And when I was like, no, it's just your ego that It's our ego that makes us think that like, oh, the grass is greener on this other side. Or once we hit a goal, it's like, oh, that's not good enough. We have to hit the next goal. So anyway. An example of this would be, so... um, Or what I thought was a comparison experience that happened to me recently. I, you know, I have this new job, right? And for so long, when I was working for myself, working from home, I was sleeping in every day. I was not going to the gym. I was feeling like shit. I was not like always fueling my body correctly. And I I went through so many phases of trying to fix my sleep. Like my sleep was a big problem, like sleeping in or not going to bed on time or blah, blah, blah. And all I wanted, all I romanticized was this idea of like, Waking up early, having like a solid morning routine, um, being productive, having my coffee in the morning, hanging out with my dog, like whatever, right? And there was this morning where it, I got up at 5.30 in the morning with Scotia. I took her out. I don't remember if I walked her or not. I made a fresh pot of coffee. I watched the news. Like it was this romanticized, like corporate girly productive as shit vibe that I had been wanting and romanticizing for so long and I was doing it, right? I shit you not, later that fucking day, I'm scrolling Instagram and I see that one of my friends had a relaxing morning. She slept in with her husband and they were cuddling in bed and they slept until like 10 or 11 and all this stuff and I was like, God, I was like, that sounds so fucking nice. Like, I wish I could do that. And I was like, Bitch, what the fuck? I literally was like, how can you switch on a dime that fucking fast? Like you, you just had this romanticized morning that you had chalked up in your head to be so amazing for so long. And the second you see somebody doing what you used to do for seven years, sleeping in, you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, no, you hated yourself when you slept in every day. Like, that's not what you want. You worked so hard to get here, to be awake, to to watch co- or watch coffee, drink coffee and watch the news in the morning. Like, that is the vibe you wanted in your life and you have it now. And now you're like, oh, but that looks so nice. And at the time, I thought it was comparison. I literally was like, how am I, like, struggling with comparison right now? But, like, that wasn't it. Like, I do, I don't really compare myself to others much. And honestly, now looking back, I feel like I I haven't for a long time. I never really compared myself to others. I just had high expectations of myself that set me up for disappointment. Where like the friend who had this morning, I was like, I I don't envy anything about them. Like I just because I'm purely happy for them and I'm happy for me and like I'm happy with where we're both at where we're supposed to be in life. And I'm like, how am I sitting here comparing myself to her? But then when I heard hear this on the Glennon Doyle podcast that it's like, oh, it's our ego that sets us up to believe that like it's not good enough. I'm like, holy fucking shit. 
that's what this is. It's not a it's not a problem with me and like being stuck in comparison and all of this stuff because I think when we find ourselves comparing ourselves to others too, it can make us feel even worse about ourselves if that makes sense. And so I'm like, there's no sense in sitting here beating yourself up when like this is literally part of the way the human brain is fucking wired. And it is, it just rang so true because I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like this is the reason people become millionaires and still don't have like money or still don't, don't like their life. This is the reason people who are famous don't like always love their life. Like we always think we want something that we don't have. We are stuck in this rut of always wanting something that we don't have. It's the reason, and y'all know I hate to talk about weight loss and bring stuff up like that, but this is just an example that I lived for many years of my life in the diet cycle is you think that losing 10 pounds is going to bring you all this happiness and then you do it and you're still unhappy in your body and you're like, oh, I have to go 10 more. Like it's this vicious cycle, right? And it's because our fucking brain is set up to fuck us over. And that might sound depressing, but honestly, for me, it was validating. It was validating to know that it's not anything that's my fault, that this might just literally be the way that our brains are fucking wired. Because again, this is, the ego is mediating between our desires and like our values. And so it can get stuck in this rut sometimes. And that is why it's super fucking important to like practice gratitude and to just celebrate the wins that you do have, the wins that you do experience. Um, Because when you're, if you're just going goal to goal to goal to goal, you're never going to be fucking satisfied. Because as soon as you hit one goal, your brain, tra- your brain changes what the goal is, right? And that's why I'm like, God, I even look back to us buying this house like, that was, that was a big fucking deal. We bought this house when we were, like, 23, I think. Yeah, we were, like, 23. We paid for the down payment all by ourselves and all of this stuff. But yet, for some reason, I catch myself being like, oh, if only, like, we could finish the basement right away. And then once the basement's done, I know I'm going to want the deck done. And it's like, wait a fucking minute. Like, this house is a, amazing, literally as is. You need to stop and celebrate that. And I'm finding the same thing, that I'm going through the same thing with um, some of my my job transitions and life changes and all that stuff is there's some days where I'm like, God, it would be really nice to work from home again or to have more like time freedom. But then I seriously sit and think about it and I'm like, my mental, first of all, my mental health was not great when I was working from home constantly. Second of all, I was not any more productive. Like, it was, oh, it was a Memorial Weekend. This is where it really rang true for me. Um, Memorial Weekend. Having the one extra day off of work, I'm like, I'm going to get all of this stuff done. I want to do the spring cleaning. I want to do all the laundry. I want to organize the house. But I also, like, wanted to go golfing with my friends, and I wanted to go fishing with Kevin. Like, I, I have a vicious habit of, and it's totally an ADHD thing, of planning way too many tasks and goals and events in way too short period of a time and then setting myself up for disappointment that way. But that's what I did. And so then I was like, God, if only I just like worked from home, I could, I could have gotten all of this stuff done if I didn't have to go back to a job on Tuesday. And then I literally had to call myself out again. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't fucking clean the house when you did work from home the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, you literally 
do the laundry more frequently now that you have a job because you have to have fucking clothes to wear to the job than you ever did before. I, I go to the gym more consistently. I'm outside more consistently now because I have less time to do it, if that makes sense. Whereas when I just worked from home 24-7, I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. And then day after day after day passes, you know, don't get shit done. Whereas I'm like, okay, I can wake up in the morning to take the dog out for a walk, right? So that's us- utilizing my mornings. Otherwise, I have to squeeze it in after work. Um, Same with going to the gym. I go to the gym on my lunch breaks because I'm like, I either have to do it before or after. So I go on my lunch breaks. So it's just, it's just this mind fuckery. And I just wanted to share that realization with you guys. I don't even know if any of this makes sense to you guys. Hopefully you can relate to it in one way or another in some form of capacity. But it just, for me, again, it can, it can seem like it's depressing to be like, oh, great, that's just the way my brain is wired to be depressed. But I also think that sometimes having a name for it and having a reason can be very validating as well. Instead of being like, oh, there's something wrong with me. You're like, oh, no, this is just the way the human ego is set up. I do, however, need to take action to kind of combat that. And you can take action by keeping a gratitude journal, like literally getting into the mode of like, what are you grateful for right now. Even if you're not where you want to be and you know that 100%, what are you grateful for with where you're at right now? What have you maybe done and not celebrated in the past? Like celebrating all of your wins every fucking step of the way. Like even if I could bring up like money examples of like I'll pay off like one of the like I'll pay off a smaller student loan and I won't even like think anything of it. And it's like, no, like paying off like two thousand dollars on a student loan. That's a big fucking deal. But all I am is like, oh, there's still like forty thousand left. Like, no, pay like celebrate every fucking step that you take, even if it's transferring forty dollars to your savings account or like like we have to celebrate the small steps that um we take because otherwise we'll never be we'll never be satisfied. Like, we'll never be happy. And that's also why we do need to, like, feel happy and grateful with where we're at. Because if we are constantly living in this, I'll be happy when or I'll be happy if, like, we're never gonna, we're gonna never experience happiness. Because also what that does, fun fact, that's a little less scientific psychology stuff and more woo-woo stuff. But the more, the more we concentrate on this idea of I will be happy when, I will be happy if, the more we are actually furthering ourselves from that thing. Because our focus is on the stuff we don't have. And again, this is where we get into a little bit more woo-woo shit, universe, gratitude, all that, all that jazz. But the more we focus on what we don't have, the... the more we attract of that thing that we don't, like the stuff we don't have, right? The the more negativity we bring into our lives around that stuff. Whereas if you just get into the energy and into the vibe of acting as if, acting as if you have that thing already, acting as if you are happy already, acting as if, that's how we actually manifest those things into fruition and into our lives. The further or the harder and the faster we run away from something, we are actually just running right back towards it. We have to like slow down, be grateful for where we're at and get in the vibe of what we want instead of concentrating on what we don't want. Because energy goes like where our focus flows or energy flows where our focus goes, whatever the fuck that saying is. 
energy flows, energy, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Y'all get what I'm saying. What you focus on is what you attract. So if you are focusing on the stuff you don't have, you will only attract more unhavingness of the thing. <laughs> ah, but if you if you attract gratitude and abundance and and all of that stuff, that's that's going to be if you focus on that, that's going to be what you attract. So, I'm going to be done rambling now. This was a short and sweet episode. It was just a realization that I had recently that I wanted to just get on the mic, talk about, that I'm super excited about. Um, so I love you guys so much. I will catch you back here next week. I don't really know what next week is going to be yet. I have a ton of backlog ideas. I still need to get actually scheduling my guest interviews. I've been waiting for a few other things in my schedule to clear up um, before I can start doing those, but those will be back as well. Like I said, I will also be launching a summer edition of the 30-Day Confidence Transformation and merch is still available. So I love you guys so much. I will chat with you next week and I hope you have a good one. Talk to you soon. 